Before we start, we were obviously shocked and saddened by the news that former club captain Marius Aliukas sadly passed away, aged just 36. Big Zal played more than 150 times for Hearts between 2007 and 2013. He went on to play 25 times for Lithuania and after leaving Hearts went on to play for Leeds United and Rangers before returning to his homeland in 2016. An heroic defender that loved a mazy run, Zal was probably best known for lifting the Scottish Cup in 2012, captaining a Hearts side to a 5-1 win over Hibs. Our thoughts are with his family and friends at this very sad time. Of course, joining me, Ross McLeod, this week is Gordon and David. Gordon, a wee word on Zal? Yeah, absolutely devastating news uh, to, to hear during the game there. Um, you know, we were just, just talking about him recently and, and we were thinking, you know, you don't really hear much from him these days. So uh, it was a massive shock. You know, he was a, a fantastic captain, a fantastic player um, for, for the football club. And... Um, I think it's always tragic news when, when you hear that a former player has passed away, but one, it really hits home when it's someone so young um, to, to to leave a young family behind. It really puts everything into perspective. So um, not t- terrible news, and, and I'm sure that the club will, will honour him um, fittingly. Uh, I thought the video they put out uh, today was was very nice and um, I'm sure his family will appreciate all the support so that's that's ultimately who, who our thoughts need to be with at this time and um, and it's a, it's a tremendous loss. And what are some of your best memories David? Um, well obviously the, the main one is obviously lifting the, the cup against Tibbs but you know it, he scored so many important goals uh, for Hearts you know the, the penalty against Inverness when we were pretty much on the, br- the brink of administration uh, up at Inverness in the last minute. Uh, scored one, I remember, actually, right right in front of it uh, against Dundee United in the last five minutes to win it under under Jim. We won 2-1. Uh, and, you know, he's just a, a guy who gave 110% in every game. You know, you could never you could never begrudge him of not putting in everything in any game that he played for Hearts. And, you know, a, 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 true, a true captain and a true leader and one who will be sorely missed by, by the Hearts family. He was sort of a guy, Gordon, that, that sort of embraced the club in many ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I mentioned this before, you know, he, he he's someone who came to the football club and, you know, I, I think it's difficult for foreign players sometimes, especially coming to such a, a passionate country and, and a totally different country from what they're, they're used to and coming into the pressure of a, a huge football club. And if you don't start off right away, it can be difficult. And, and you know, I think he had a, a difficult start, but, it shows you the tremendous character of the man to to bounce back and ultimately lead the club on on its finest day. So um, no, it's he, he really was a, a fantastic character. He was well liked, clearly well respected, and uh, he'll always be a, a man who goes down in Hearts history. Obviously, our thoughts are with his family and friends at this difficult time. Coming up on the show, we review the Scottish Cup semi-final win over Hibs, chat about our opponents in the Scottish Cup final, and preview Inverness. What result that was on Saturday? <laughs> yeah, it certainly was. Um, you know, we, we, we spoke about all 
I don't know, for the last six months how important this game was. We've bigged it up. Um, Robbie coming back added even more fuel to the flames. And um, it was... So, do you know what? I'm, I'm happy for him more than anybody um, because we, we spoke about continually how his previous reign was will always be synonymous with the the, the Hibs Cup game. Um, you'll never you'll you would never get away with that. And now I feel he's he's put that that to bed now. Um, that no you'll not hear anybody talk about that anymore. I don't think, especially if if they go and lift the cup now. Um, you know the, he's 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 put that kind of myth. Well, it wasn't a myth, but he he's put to bed the the demons of his derby records. You could say, you know, I mean, we we were very critical of of the way he set up in the previous derbies and the results in the derbies, but for him to go to Hamden and beat a Hibs side who third in the league, playing very well at the moment, a lot a lot of really good experienced players. Not to mention that they were two months ahead of us in terms of competitive action to go to Hamden and beat them. I think uh, is is enormous credit, and ultimately, I think what well, I'm sure we'll go into detail about the game. But for me, the the moment ch- the the game changed with his two substitutions when he when he brought Stevie Naismith and Peter Haran on, and and ever since then they they two came on. I thought Hearts controlled the game, and they were the better side. And uh, it just shows you how well he's managed to get that team in tune to be able to go um, the full. Um, 90 minutes and then into extra time and, and still, for me, be the better side, control the game, um, especially for that last kind of 45 uh, to, to an hour. Um, tremendous credit to, to Robbie. Just proves, David, the, the this team is a premiership team, isn't it, that we've got at hearts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of people were were laughing. I think when, uh, especially people in the top flight, who when that when it was said that Hearts were a top flight team, I don't think a lot of people believed it. And I think that's proved a lot of people wrong uh, on Saturday. Uh, you know, Hearts get this reputation of being a big physical side, and that Nielsen plays you know torrid football. And sometimes we've been critical of that too. But I think his game plan on on Saturday pretty much went as perfect as he probably could have imagined. You know, I think he knew Hibs would, would come out all guns blazing in the first half and they, they, they really did cause us quite a few problems. Um, but, you know, defensively, we looked fairly solid. I know that they, there was a couple of, you know, good chances for Hibs, but that was more down to the quality of their attacking play more than, you know, defensive errors. Uh, and I think, you know, that as Gordon says, you know, when you've got players like Naismith and Harren on your bench and you've got, the, you know, those weapons to bring on and, you know, the, the game flipped on its head there. We really did struggle to get any sort of control in the midfield uh, until, you know, you've got that, that big physical presence of Harren, who's also a, a top-quality footballer. And then, you know, Nasey's intelligence. You know, if he started off the move with a goal, you know, picking up in that little pocket space in midfield and starting off the counter-attack to, to, get, the, uh, to get the goal, you know. So, tremendous credit, as, as Gordon says to Robbie. You know, a, a lot of Hearts fans, and then, as we said, including us, were critical of his derby record. And, uh, yeah, and I think it proves as well, you know, it's not even just his derby record. We were critical of him in big games, you know, against Celtic and, and Aberdeen and, and big moments, especially uh, when the going got tough. We didn't seem to have enough in us uh, under Nielsen in our first spell. But judging by that on Saturday, we'll have plenty more of good moments under him uh, to come. I think it just shows that he's inherited a side with a lot of big characters in it, um, a lot of big game players. And, I mean, you've seen that last season in particular, you know, the, the, the two derby games that they won away from home, beat Rangers twice, 
you know, the, 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 there were a team who relished the big games. And I think he's kept a lot of those characters around um, and he's added to them with with guys who are hungry to come in and succeed. Um, so uh, enormous credit to, to him for that. Um, now, now he's got a side who can ultimately do both. You know, they can do the bread and butter and they can also win the big games. And um, listen, I mean, that, that Hearts team will only get better simply because they've, you know, they'll only get fitter and they'll only get sharper. And um, they're in a position now where um, I think they can they, they can look forward to the Scottish Cup final and, and they'll keep that in the back of their minds. And, and I think it'll keep them ticking over where I think if they'd lost this game, it could have had a, a different effect where, you know, things become a bit, a bit flat and then they've got to pick themselves up where they can use the momentum of this result for the rest of the season, regardless of what happens in the cup final. Um, for me, the, 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 the boost that they'll take from this was huge. The game was very stop-start, David, in the first half. I mean, some, some might say it was, it was pretty boring in the first half. Um, we have got Craig Gordon to thank, though. Well, look, I mean, at the end of the day, he's signing of the season already, and we've played three games of competitive... Well, a few games of competitive football. I mean, the guy's just shown what we've missed for the past two years. He made more saves on Saturday than Pereira, Doyles, Lamal combined. Very good saves anyway. I mean, that Nisbet one, I mean, I put my hands on my head. I, I was convinced that that was just dropping into the corner. But the guy's reflex saves, I mean, it's incredible. And at the age of 36, 37 as well, you know, to still be as reactive and flexible enough to make those saves is, you know, incredible. Um, and yeah, I think the first half was a bit, I mean, it was a classic in the Derby first half. A lot of... Uh, guts and determination and physical uh, battles in the middle of the park, but nothing really to talk about apart from that Nisbet chance. Uh, and, you know, Hibs had a couple of half chances in the first half, but nothing more. And I mean, we really did struggle. Um, but, it, I mean, as you say, Craig Gordon, I mean, I think there was a couple of people, uh, and to be honest, even myself included, was maybe a little bit sceptical about the idea of Craig Gordon coming back to, to Hearts, especially given his age and how, how many years he still had left in the tank. But, I think myself and a lot of Hearts fans have been uh, put to bed, <laughs> uh, made quiet after that, and, and thankfully so. I mean, I've only got him him to thank for, for keeping us in the game. Of course, I think it was Spencer last week that they said exactly the same as you. It was never in doubt. Craig Gordon was always going to be signing of the season for Hearts, Gordon. You know, Craig Gordon's experience and his quality absolutely overshone. Uh, everyone on that park, um, you know, the, the saves. And, and you know, I don't think it is unfair to say uh, that he was world-class. Um, I think even even at his age. And the good thing about goalkeepers is they can play to their, their well, well into their 40s. I mean, you see some of the players. So, um, yeah, Craig Gordon, for me, he definitely made some huge saves. And listen, with the greatest respect to guys like Pereira and Zlomal, we could have been two, three down um, if if it wasn't for for them, um, for 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 his saves. Um, I think they, you know, a, a lot of people are, are saying that you know Hibs kind of were the better side and things like that. I I don't buy that. I think it was the, the tail of two halves. I thought, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't much between possession wise. I think they created the better chances, um, and and probably the first maybe fifty fifty five minutes, and then. You know, when the change was made and, and Naismith and Haring came on, Hibs didn't really create that much. You know, they, they had the, obviously they got their goal. Hearts will be disappointed with that because I thought it was it was a silly free kick to give away. 
Um, but I think it was more maybe Peter Haran just being slightly um, out, out of match match practice there. Um, and we maybe should deal better with, with the ball into the box. But uh, tremendous credit to Deutsch because it's a good header. Um, Craig Gordon can't really do anything about that one. And then he had his, like, you know, his, his kind of scissor kick um, in extra time. And apart from that, I don't really remember Hibs creating too much after after those two changes were on. But I can I can remember three clear-cut hearts opportunities that they should have scored. Um, the, the, the one where White and, uh, sorry, Boyce hits the post. Or was it Whiten? It was one of them anyway. They, they hit the post an extra time. Obviously, Boyce is, is clean through in goal. He's got to score that one for me. And then Whiten, just after Hibs had equalised, um, where he scuffs his shot wide. For me, they're the, the, the three biggest clear-cut opportunities in the game. Um, and it just shows you the influence of having guys like Haran and Nisi on the park and, and how those two players just changed the, the entire um, the, the way the game was going. So, um, enormous credit to, to not only Nielsen, but I think Robbie knew that anyway, you know. And we, we spoke about before the game and, and the lead-up to the game how important Jamie Walker would be. And unfortunately, once again, it was another poor performance from him in a, poor, uh, in, in, in a big derby game. Um, I, I didn't think he, I don't know if he wasn't fit or what it was, but he just could not get into the game. I thought is uh, he, he wasn't, you know, he put in a couple of decent deliveries from his corners, but apart from that, there just wasn't enough from him, and I'm and, and I'm disappointed in his performance. And I think I know he he had a knock and it took him off, but I think he would have been coming off anyway. Um, to to be honest, we and Jordan Roberts as well uh, as well. I thought was very poor. I thought he couldn't get into the game, and when he did. He, he wasn't good enough on the ball. He kept giving it away. He was giving away silly fills. Um, so d- disappointed with those two, but, you know, you're, you're never always going to get a perfect team performance. So um, the fact that we had the quality of, of Nasey and Haran to bring them on um, just shows you the, the depth we have in this squad at the moment. Of course, Craig Whiten scored the all-important opening goal. David, he's, he's had a lot of criticism, but, you know, he's coming up with, with a few goals now. He's... Um, He's meriting. He's potentially meriting the start that he got, and he's potentially meriting, you know, to start again next week. Yeah, look, I'm delighted for Craig White, and we we've all criticised him, and as a signing made two years ago, we thought that was a waste of money, and you know he'd been loaned out, didn't do anything there, struggled any time he came onto the pitch. But I think uh, Nielsen has seemed to give him a new lease of life in a Hearts jersey, and you're absolutely right. I mean, how can you drop him now? Really? I mean, he scored what seven goals. Uh, six or seven goals he scored in a big a big game, uh, with a really really delicate finish. He's he's doing everything right. I mean, you could be critical of him missing that chance, as Gordon says, just after him score. I, I I do think he should tuck it away, but you know he's just snatched it. He's came quite quickly at him. He has just snatched it, and it's a poor finish. But yeah, I mean how I mean as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, you, you cannot drop him as far as I'm concerned. And I'm I sure think, you'll start on against Inverness uh, on on the weekend. I think I think with Craig White and you know he, for me he had quite a quiet game up until his his goal really um, I think he was playing more kind of wide because obviously we we didn't have Freer or Ginelli so I think Robbie wanted them kind of I don't think he wanted to kind of alleviate away from that um, sort of three uh, well that kind of two holding midfielders and the and the three just behind boys so um, I thought he I thought he was quite ineffective in that first kind of hour of the game and then he seemed to move more centrally when Kananese came on and you know he found himself um, in a tremendous bit of space in the box and, and all credit to him because it was a fantastic header 
um, given the the keeper absolutely no chance. So um, yeah, listen, he, he should have scored. He should have scored a double, and it should have been done and dusted in ninety minutes. But um, considering the fact how quickly he's came on at the start of this season, um, I think we can only give him plaudits really because he's um, he's he's been good. Uh, he really has, and and I hope he, I hope that continues. Hope he continues to get better because he looks like he's he's a different animal this this season. He certainly looks a lot bigger and stronger um, th- th- than he did even last season. Um, I thought that was something where, you know, he, he came to hearts and he almost looked like a, a young boy, a lost kid. Where you see him now, I think he looks more like a man. And um, and, and certainly he's, he's reaping the rewards so far. So um, credit to him and, and hopefully uh, uh, hopefully it continues. Hibbs obviously got back into the game seven minutes after Craig Whiten's goal. There's a lot going on in that box and, you know, there's a lot of Hibs bodies, you know, making runs and it's hard to keep track. But I think even even watching it at open play, I did have question marks about it being offside and, you know, the replay's clearly showing that Dodge is maybe what, half a yard offside. But I think even then, though, there's enough time with the ball. The ball's not got a lot of pace on it. It's floated in. I think the Hearts do have to do a little bit better than picking up there at the back. But as you say, the goal shouldn't stand. Uh, but, you know... There was a lot of questionable refereeing decisions in that game on, on Saturday, and that's only just the start. Let's be honest here, Ross. See, 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 to be honest, I don't think we got a lot from that far that far linesman anyway. I thought he was uh, he was quite quick to flag a few times in the first half when uh, there was tight calls uh, on a Hearts point of view. And then, you know, he, he flags right away when... Um, well, sorry, he didn't flag when, it, when the ball came in. And I'm sorry, when, with his position, you should clearly be able to see if that's offside. Um, for for a linesman who is officiating in a, in a huge match like this, for me he's he's got to get that right, and um, I thought it was very poor. Yeah, I mean they've got the they've got the two officials on that side, haven't they, for the Scottish Cup? I don't I don't really know what what the what the official behind the goal is actually doing now because they've got Hawkeye, they've obviously not got VAR. Madden's just there just to I think just to look good as I mean, you can't even do that properly. I mean the man would just stood there all day, and I, I mean. The biggest one, he is looking right at uh, Joe Newell for the penalty that Hibs get. He's looking right at it. He couldn't be in a better position. And and somehow they come to the decision that it is a penalty kick. I mean, it, it really just laughs in the face of everything that um, goes on in Scottish football with the officials. Everyone tries to say that, you know, things are getting better. VAR would help us. I mean, I'm going to be funny. If we had VAR, they'd still fucking give a penalty because they wouldn't know uh, to give a right decision if it was put right in front of them. But the, th- the thing is, and it is laughable, exactly what you say there with, with Bobby Madden. You know, he, he is standing, looking right at the Hibs player go down. How he doesn't see that is embarrassing. And I don't know why it's, it's not being brought up. You know, everybody's um, jumping on to Willie Collins back. And, you know, and, and yes, it wasn't a penalty. But at the end of the day, his linesman doesn't flag. So he, he would have had a, a reasonably decent view. And then you've got Madden there as well, who's standing watching it, who'll have a better view than anybody. So why aren't any of them saying to Willie Come going, listen, Willie, I know you've given the penalty there. I don't think that was. Here's why. He doesn't touch him. And then Will, but that that's why they're there. They're assisting referees. Assist the referee. Willie Colm comes at a different angle. So you can actually see why Willie Collins gave it. Um, because it's you know, at the angle, you know, Popescu kinda maybe looks a little bit guilty. Um, but ultimately he doesn't touch him. He pulls out in the end and, and the boy goes down looking for it and it's a dive. And for me, the, the, the biggest criticism has to go towards Bobby Madden and the linesman um, because ultimately they have a better view than what Colin does. And I, I think I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
you know, in, in the end, thankfully, it, it didn't matter, but it could have cost us. It does bode the point, though, if Popescu did foul him, he was on a yellow card at that point, surely he should have been sent off. Well, I believe it's the double jeopardy rule, I think. I think if you're on a yellow and you give away a penalty, I don't think you can get sent off for it now. No. I thought that was for a goalie. Well, I'm not sure what the rules are, to be perfectly honest. But I thought at the time, because we had the same angle of the camera, the weird camera angle that they introduced to Hamden, which is just wrong on so many levels. But we've got the same angle as Colm. And as soon as Newell goes down, immediately I thought that's a penalty. I mean, it just looked like the way he's fell. It looked like he's, he's you know, he's gone knee into the into the leg and he's been taken out. But obviously Newell's dived to try and con the ref, which he's done. He's managed to con three refs, which is impressive. When you do, you know, go up to take a penalty, obviously any striker worth their salt should score. But you come up against a keeper like Craig Gordon, you're, you're, you're often thinking, he's a young striker, he's often thinking, I'm going to have to do something special here. When well, I think psychologically, when a keeper's made a couple of world-class saves against you already in the game, you're right away thinking, you know, it's it's not just my day-to-day. You know, I'm already losing against this guy, um, and I think that's maybe what's what's happened there. Listen, if he gets it on target, he probably scores because he got the height right, and I think that's what he had to go. I think if he had went low, I think Gordon probably would have saved it. Um, so he's probably thinking, I need to get as much height on this as I can. Um, and in the end, thankfully for us, he's unlucky and uh, and it hits the post. Um, you know, he's, he's he's quite a good finisher in this bit. Um, I've seen a couple of penalties he's scored and free kicks he's scored this season. So when you kind of see him step up, you think, oh, here we go. But, I mean, you can never not be confident when you've got a keeper like Craig Gordon in goals. You know, uh, just his presence alone, um, I think, was enough to, to thankfully put him off. But, listen, we got out of jail. It was never a penalty, but... Um, thankfully justice was done. And justice was done. We we obviously ran up the park and, and got our own penalty. If it's a foul, it's a penalty in the box. And, you know, people are saying it's soft, but White has done the clever thing. He's got in front of his man and he's made sure that... who I can't remember who the defender was. Uh, but he's made... Aye, McGinn. He's made sure that McGinn has put on enough contact to, to commit a foul. You're right. It's not. It's not the most blatant foul in the world. But if that happens on the centre circle, uh, when the ball's just going about, Willie Collin would give a free kick. So why he wouldn't give a penalty is beyond me. And he's made the right decision there. It's 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 not often that I agree with David, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but but, but I, I completely agree with you there. You know, and I had, I had this conversation on Saturday as well um, with a friend of mine who's a defender. And um, and she argued that, that basically it, 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 was, it shouldn't have been a penalty. And I was saying, well, I, at the end of the day, the rules of football is that the, adva- the, 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 the attacker is supposed to get the advantage. So two players are going for the ball and the defender ultimate, yes, it's a coming together. Yes, you can say it's soft. Paul McGinn probably had no intent to bring A.D. White down. I, I, I believe that every day of the week. But at the end of the day, A.D. White is bearing down on goal. He's going to get a shot at goal. And the coming together has forced them down, um, and and for me it's a penalty kick all day long. I, I don't I, I don't know how anybody can argue otherwise. It, it, it's a penalty kick, and um, you know I think people just want to jump on the bandwagon because the Hibs one was soft. They want to try and take away from from that blatant dive and say that this one shouldn't have been a penalty. So no complete nonsense. I think if Hearts hadn't got that, it would have been a travesty. Um, so uh, and tremendous credit to Eddie White for. Um, for the energy and, and again your credit to Nielsen for bringing them on 
and putting him in that, that advanced role because he, you know, he used his pace well. You know, I think a lot of people have been critical of of Ad White and rightly so, um, but he but he showed that he had that energy to to have a go um, at the Hibs defence and and he got in front of uh, of uh, Paul McGinn and, and and in the end, you know, he drew the foul from him. And uh, but, but you've got to remember the the quality of Liam Boyce. You know, he, he's a finisher and he that penalty right at the end will give him an, a tremendous amount of confidence um and he will he will continually get better now i think he'll go on a run um he's he's not been fit he's clearly not been fit um but he's starting to me look a little bit better he's getting in the right positions again um and i think when he's fully up to speed and you've got the the sharpness of him he'll easily hit 25 plus goals this season it got hearts to win some some really good performances from from the team We've alluded to, obviously, Naismith and uh, Haring coming on and changing the game. I thought Andy Halliday had a great game as well. He he, he absolutely did, yeah. Um, I think he'll be a key player for us this season. Um, he's a guy who's, who's a big match player. Um, again, I allude to the, the, the characters of, of a, a team of willing to win. And when you've got guys like him in there, big, strong characters who won't for a minute kind of get you know, afraid of any kind of big games, you know, any jitters, you know, they'll they'll stay calm right throughout the game. And I, I thought you you seen him. You know, he's played in some huge games, you know, old firm matches and European nights at Ibrox and stuff. And um, so he, he's played, you know, at the highest level. And a lot of people poke fun at Halliday um, because, you know, he never won a trophy at Rangers and all this sort of thing. But at the end of the day, the experience that he will bring to Hearts is, uh, is second to none. Um, and and you've seen in the end, I think the guys like um, Haran when he came on, but Halliday in there, Nasey, um and then you've got guys like Michael Smith and even um, Halkett and Kingsley, Craig Gordon at the back there. The experience and the quality that, that Hearts now have is exactly why they're better than Hibs, and that's how they won that game. Um, because ultimately they've got bigger, stronger characters than I think... I think for me, Hearts have the third best squad in the league. I, 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 in Scotland, apologies. Um, I, I think, you know, I don't think it's unfair to say that. I think if that team was in the Premiership, up to speed, fully fit, it'll finish third. Um, I'd, I'd have absolutely no doubt about that. So for me, you know, if 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 the team can go and win the cup, fantastic. Not saying that they will. You know, we we, we can't sit and dismiss the challenge of Celtic. Um, but ultimately, if we can go and win a, a double this season, imagine the, the momentum that would take into next season, where then I think you would only really need to add maybe two or three players to it, if that. The defence is also a lot more sure up, David. Yeah, it is, definitely. I think, uh, you know, Kingsley looks to be a, a, a superb signing at left-back, you know, a guy with experience and, and quality, you know, I'm surprised he didn't take as many set pieces on on the weekend as as maybe I expected him to. You know, we we know he's got a bit of a wand of a left foot, uh, but you know, I, I think he and Papesco looks like someone who will settle in quite nicely in that back four as well. You know, Halkett and struggle has kind of struggled with Suter, I think, because they're both quite young uh, centre backs who maybe like to take the ball out from the back. Obviously, Halkett not as much as Suter, and I don't think those two complemented each other quite well. And obviously, we, we, we won't allude to, to better uh, too much. Less said there, the better. Um, so, so, yeah, Pesco looks like a guy who, who might fit in pretty nicely there at the back four. And I think, you know, for this championship season, I think there'll be a stroll for, for the two of them. And, you know, uh, Michael Smith, uh, you know, we, we know 
there's times where, I mean, maybe we've been slightly critical of, of Michael Smith, but I think overall he gives you a solid performance. And, and I think he made a, a couple of big, important blocks on, on Saturday. You know, the one from McGinnis in the first half, where it looks like he's just going to stroke that in the bottom corner. Albeit, I think Craig Gordon would save it because he was probably just going to have one of those days. But, you know, he makes a really important block. And, you know, he's a guy who I think his experience will, will be enormous for Hearts and uh, in, in for some of the younger players and some of the players who haven't, who maybe, and, uh, you know, maybe not quite up to full fitness. We, we alluded to Halliday, you know, his experience is great, but he'll still, he's still a few weeks away from, from match fitness, which I think actually bowls quite well because it was such a good performance on, on Saturday. He's only going to get better. And, you know, he was putting in 110%. You see him cramping up with five minutes to go uh, before he got subbed off and everything. You know, the, the guy really does put in everything. And, uh, yeah, for once, for the first time in maybe three, four years, I've looked at that back four and I've thought, finally. Back five even, because we've got Gordon now too. So, you know, it's a pretty, it's a good foundation for this team to build on. It's a very solid foundation for us to build on because ultimately, like you say, you know, they've got players in there who, like Halliday's, will give 110%. You know, they won't stop running. And uh, enormous credit to him because, you know, he's, he said himself that, you know, he was so far off the pace. I think he said he, when he came into Arts, he was eight weeks off everyone else. For him to get to that level so quickly, um, and of course when he signed, he would have had this game in, in mind. You know, he said he had his own targets, but let's be honest with you, it would have been this game. And for him to, to play the 90 minutes and then the majority of extra time, um, you know, with, with that kind of level of fitness is enormous credit to him. Uh, and it just shows you what a quality player he'll be for Hearts. Got Celtic in the final after they beat Aberdeen 2 0. It's a rerun of last year's final, it seems so long ago. We've got a better chance this time. We do, yeah. Hearts are clearly in a better position than they were when they played uh, Celtic in, in last season's final. You know, we'd been on a, a torrid run of what, one win in X number of games of 10, 15. Who, who even knows? Who even knew at that point? Uh, and, you know, we'd pretty much played weakened teams for the last six weeks up until the final. Uh, and Levine, what we, what we hoped was his last hurrah, but not to be, he survived for another nine months. But again, let's not go there. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Celtic, albeit I was probably more hopeful about it up until they played on Sunday because they did look a lot better. But I do kind of think that's maybe down to Aberdeen and the big bottle merchant tag that they have on them because they just can't seem to beat Celtic at a game at Hamden. I don't know what it is. They just have this this mentality that they just can't do it. And, you know, they, they wonder McInnes gets pelters because we thought Robbie Nielsen at the start of his Hearts career didn't quite win the big games, being Christ almighty. Aberdeen fans must be tearing their hair out of McInnes by now. So, yeah, I think we, we are clearly in a better position than we were then. Um, but, you know, let's, let's not beat around the bush here. Celtic are a top-quality side. You know, even when they're not playing at their best, they can sucker-punch you. And albeit that they, they are, this is probably the poorest they've been for, for a number of years. Uh, probably since the Dyla era. Uh, and I think uh, we, we do need to, obviously we'll need to catch them on our off day and we'll need to play at our best. There's no doubt about that. But uh, their off day under Lennon is a lot better for us than the, their off day uh, under Rodgers. And I think if... Uh, <sighs> there's a lot more character, I think, in this Hearts team too, which will help. You know, when the going gets tough against Celtic, I don't think we'll cave as, many, as badly, or I don't think we'll cave at all. Uh, compared to what we have done in, in previous years against Celtic uh, uh, under some under the pre- some previous regimes, and I think that'll uh, stand us in good stead for this final. It'll be a lot better game, I think, than the one uh, last season as well, albeit, unfortunately, with no fans. 
And it is, it is a pity, Gordon, that there won't be any fans, most likely, at this cup final. Yeah, well, we, we, we don't know that for certain. Um, you know, I mean, de- December 20th is still quite a bit away. You know, a, a lot can change very quickly. Maybe by that, you know, the, 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 the Scottish Cup final could be used as a tester event and we might be able to get some sort of uh, certain, sort of crowd in there. Um, you know, maybe, you know, 5,000 each fans or something, I think, would, would, would be quite good. But, listen, you, you, you never know. You never know. It'd be great. It, it'll be strange watching that, and that, you know, a Scottish Cup final on the telly. But, um, listen, I agree with David. I think Celtic um, are definitely beatable. But, however, when they add guys like Osborne, Edward and, and their team, um, they, they're a totally different animal. And I think you've you seen that on Sunday there with them. Um, he just makes them tick. Everything comes through him. He's, he's a fantastic football player. And I think dealing with him uh, ultimately will, will be the key because, you know, I mean, you've seen his double against us in the cup final. And um, and that, that, that as well was a very depleted heart side. You know, I'd like to think that by the time that the cup final comes along this time, we'll be in a stride. You know, we could still be unbeaten by then. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if, if we weren't. Um, uh, and, and you know, we, we, we were going to that game full of confidence. And, um, and, and ultimately, listen, the, the cup now, um, the, the Hibs game was huge. They had to win that. Um, but this, for me, is a kind of free hit. You know, it's a bonus. If they win it, fantastic. Unbel- you know, tremendous because the, the, the lift it will give and the momentum that, that they'll be able to, to harvest will, will be key for Hearts going forward as a football club. You know, you, you've seen the lift that cup wins can can give to sides. And I think ultimately they've got to go in there with belief and... Uh, and if they fall short, fine. But, you know, I think it's all about if they, they go there and they, they, they leave it on the park and they try and win the game. Um, if not, take what you want from it and then go and win the league. But I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a test, but it's, it's an exciting test. I think that's the way to look at it. Um, at the end of the day, we've knocked out Hibs and Rangers in this cup competition. Um, if we go and knock out Celtic and win it, nobody can deny that Hearts haven't deserved it. Um, you know, I've heard Hibbies kind of say, oh, it's a tainted cup now, you know. They certainly wouldn't be saying that if they were in the final. Um, you know, it shouldn't be played and all this sort of stuff. And, yeah, we, we thought, we well, we said that, um, you know, back in the summer that it was only really being played to suit one club, and I still believe that. But if uh, Hearts have a perfect opportunity to fire back the way the club's been constantly kicked over the summer, it really would be a sweet, sweet victory if uh, we were to go and uh, and lift the Scottish Cup because I don't think even as much as Celtic have dominated Scottish football um, and people want to see a change and they want to see them lose, I don't think there'll be many hoping hearts of the team that, that, that change Scottish football and, and win a trophy. Um, I think there'll be a lot of teams out there still hoping that we, we lose this final. It would be a sweet, sweet victory, David, if we did manage to do it. Oh, it would be. You know, I think there's still people that are bitter that we ended uh, Celtic's unbeaten run in the league under Rodgers by pumping them 4-0. So imagine we do it again to stop their trophy run for them to stop the quadruple treble. I mean, I I really do fear uh, the the state that we'll all be in uh, if if we do win it. I mean, I I certainly will be uh, booking an ambulance for for the next day. I mean, mean, Christ, I I try to think. But it'll be... uh, Look, it's still what six weeks away, seven weeks away. It's uh, it's a long time to to wait for that, and we have to make sure first and foremost that we keep key players fit 
for them because as as Gordon mentioned earlier, you know, it was a it was a Hearts team that could barely string its full uh, a half decent eleven together. You know, we had Harry basically on empty, and then he was out for almost two years. We didn't have Naismith. Uh, we we had a we had Berra. Uh, we had Zlamal. So, you know, it was a, a team that really wasn't that good on paper and to watch. Uh, and we, we put Celtic up to, a, uh, to to the test that day. So, yeah, we need to make sure that it's uh, as a full-strength Hearts team and that we're on good form up until then as well. Albeit, we know that kind of form goes out the window in a cup final. But it certainly wouldn't do any harm to be unbeaten up to that point or, you know, with only one loss that was a, a fluke or whatever, you know need to try and get into that with some sort of momentum to, to give us a chance. And the games before that are will be key, Gordon. We've got Inverness this week coming up. They'll, they'll be a, a tricky test. They've had a stop-start start to the season, you know. They lost their opening game 3-1 to Dunfermline, drew with Ayr 1-1, but they've gone on to beat our bro from their last game. It's not going to be a, an easy game, this. No, and it, it never is when you play against a John Robertson side. You know, you kind of you know what you're going to get from them, and and I think, you know, you just need to to look back last month when uh, we we faced them in the the Betfred, and um, you know, I thought they they played well that night. Thought they had a real go, uh, caused us a few problems. But I think it's a, you know, you could almost argue it's a different Hearts team now to to the one that they lined up that night. You know, it's a more confident Hearts team, and I think at Tin Castle you shouldn't really have any problems against any side in, in the league. Um, you know, I think we'll the the way we'll use Tincastle to our advantage this season will be similar to to how we used it in the championship the last time. Um, I think that's one thing about Robbie Nielsen is his sides tend to have really good home records. Um, you know, ours last time I think there was even on our return to the Premiership, I think we only lost maybe once or twice at Tincastle that season. Um, so yeah, for for me, I think um. You know the the home games should take care of themselves. It'll be the tests when you've got to go up to places like Inverness. But we showed previously at Arbroath that um, there's a bit of character in the team, and sometimes when it isn't going our way, we can still dig out a result. So um, that confidence that we'll take from the last two games uh, will, will will be huge. And I think to to get pushed all the way by uh, Arbroath, still win the game without playing particularly well, and then. Obviously, the going going into the derby there and and winning it the way we we did, I think I'll, I'll you know the the confidence that the players will be able to take from that will be huge, and the fact that they've now played um, even more games, so they'll they'll be getting better every week. I think Inverness is a good test for them. If they can get another positive result, maybe score three or four, um, then you know you go into the next again week and you go from there. And I think that's how you win leagues like the championship. You just take it a week at a time. You do you do the job and 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 finish what's in front of you. And I think uh, you know, like you say, Inverness have been a bit stop start, but there's no reason why Hearts can't go in there and uh, and continue the positivity that they'll have took from uh, the weekend. These games are key, though, David, in, in in the lead up now to a cup final. You know, these these championship games and the league cup games. You know, it's just about keeping the feel good factor going. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, more importantly, they're, they're obviously Nielsen will be drumming this into the players that you know there's a league to win, uh, not just a cup final to play for. And I think a lot of players, even in the squad themselves, will know that this is a this is a chance to put their case forward to start in the cup final as well uh, for the next six or seven weeks. So you know, I, I, I only expect. I mean, look, I, I expect us to win every game this, uh, or at least get a positive result in every game this season because we should be. We're clearly the best team in the league, uh, and there's no doubt about that. But um, no game will be 
easy for us is the Dundee one because I think a lot of teams will set up with ten men behind the ball for most of the game. Most of the game as as it happened in the championship before. Um, so it won't quite be as free flowing as that, but I do expect us to to win uh, comfortably and uh, and hopefully over the next seven weeks I can say the same thing uh, every Saturday. But uh, I, I won't be too cocky about that. I'll, I'll just say this weekend and the next week. And. Um- a few challenging games, obviously, coming up in the championship. Obviously, Gordon, you, you talked about um, Dunfermline at the start of the season. They've they've now won all three of their games. These games will be the the defining games of the championship. Just depends if obviously if Dunfermline, you know, pick up bad results against other teams, I suppose as well. Well, I, th- I think I think that's the issue with sides like Dunfermline. You know, like I said, uh, uh, when we done a podcast a few weeks ago before the season started, I thought that they would be the dark horse and. You know they could potentially be Hearts' closest challengers, and you know credit to them they started with three wins and and they look a pretty decent side. I think the issue with teams like Dunfermline is, you know, have they got the depth to deal um, with injuries and things like that? Because you know, as as you've seen since football's kind of restarted, there isn't a team going who haven't had at some point injuries and and key players uh, missing. So I think Dunfermline will be in that boat eventually. Um, where you compare them to Hearts, for example, you know we've got players who can come in and, and fill gaps here and there. You know we've got a, a pretty strong squad, um, and we we can sort of deal with, with injuries and things like that. So um, Dunfermline will will obviously have to to deal with things like that themselves. And you know as as good as as, as they've started, can they continue that over over the period of time? I don't know. I still think I, I think they'll be in the, the playoffs absolutely. Um, I think Dundee will obviously be there thereabouts um, as well. Wraith have started well, credit to them. Um, so I, I think these teams will continually take points off each other. You know, they'll have good games and bad games. And, um, you know, I think the important thing for Hearts is we just do our job and just go into every game knowing and believing um, with a kind of almost an arrogance that, that we're going to win the game and just do our own job. Um, don't get caught up about what other teams are doing because. Um, ultimately, it doesn't really matter what other teams are doing. Uh, we've just got to go and win our games, and if we do that, it'll be fine. Well, let's hope it's another um, win that we can chat about next week. And of course, thank you for listening to us. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>